Welcome back to Health Talk by TriHealth, a monthly podcast to help you take charge of your own health care and live a healthier, happier life. This is episode 19, and today we're talking about ways to make cancer treatment more convenient. I'm Tom Tumbush. If you've ever visited a TriHealth Cancer Institute, you probably noticed the bell that hangs by the door. Now, patients ring that bell to signal milestones in their treatment, and they tend to be pretty enthusiastic about it. In fact, one patient rang the bell so hard it put a dent in the wall, and they're not planning to fix it. Now, of course, the bell itself isn't how TriHealth is making cancer treatment more convenient, but it is one of the ways we celebrate the success of a program that's making a difference for cancer patients throughout greater Cincinnati. My guests today are Kelly Crumman, an oncology nurse from the TriHealth Cancer Institute, and Stacey Anderson, who recently got to ring that bell. Welcome to Health Talk. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Okay, welcome to the show. Kelly, actually, I'd like to start with you. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with the TriHealth Nurse Navigator program. Could you tell us a little bit about that and uh, how it's helping patients who are undergoing cancer treatment? Well, our nurse navigators help our cancer patients kind of navigate through the the maze that's kind of getting through oncology treatment um, because you end up having to see lots of different people, doctors, nurses, you know, the infusion room and and so on. So we just kind of help keep all that flowing, help them know where they need to be and when. How many different types of people does a cancer patient typically need to see when they go through the program? Oh, it can vary depending on, you know, their disease type. But I would say usually, you know, there's you know, their their physician, a primary nurse, their infusion nurse. Um, they usually see a dietitian while they're here, um, and then any other extra people that we may need to call in, um, whether that's help with like social service type of stuff or radiation, depending on the the type of cancer. So it, it can be a, a wide variety of different folks that get pulled into their their treatment. So, like, what about administrative people? Like, do people need help with insurance or that kind of thing? Is that all part yes, of the program, yes. too? And we have social workers and people who can help navigate that stuff as well. Excellent. So it sounds pretty comprehensive. Yes. Okay. And how does that program make treatment easier or more convenient, in your experience? Um, I, I think it makes it more convenient for the patients because they, they can kind of come to one place and we usually can help get people to come to them versus having to make them go around the hospital. So we can kind of get people to come see them while they're at their infusion chair or in the doctor's office getting treatment um, so that they don't have to kind of make all those phone calls or navigate around trying to figure out where to go to see this person or where do I need to get to this person. So I think that helps. Mm -hmm. Is there a lot of communication between all those different specialties as well inside the hospital? Yes. Yes, there's, there's quite a bit. Um, we work pretty closely um, with our with the doctors and the primary nurses, and then our dietitians are kind of in the infusion room seeing patients every day, as well as the social work is always on available. Now, Stacy, you've been through that program mm-hmm. fairly recently. Um, tell us a little bit about your history. When did you first discover that you had cancer? Um, so it was November of 2018 that I was having some pain in my stomach and ended up at the emergency room and Mm -hmm. um, found out I had a mass. And then when they did the surgery, confirmed it was actually ovarian cancer. Oh, wow. Now, what led you specifically to the TriHealth Cancer Institute? 
Um, so I actually went, my OBGYN was part of the tri-health system. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had been working with her already a little bit on having some discomfort. I actually was scheduled to have a what I thought was a small mass, but then it got so painful that I had to go to the emergency room. So they mm -hmm. had referred me over to um, the gynecological um, uh, surgeon, and I was sort of getting ready to meet with them, mm -hmm. but um, it sort of got it escalated a little faster than I wanted but I, I bet, was kind yeah. of within the tri-health system throughout it all okay and when did you start working with Kelly as a nurse navigator it was really my first um, chemo treatment so um, when they um, I, I met with my doctor and he sort of walked me through like here's sort of a kind of cancer 101 mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that they do is they say you're going to have the same nurse the entire um, time you go through this because this is this is a hard thing and we want you to feel like somebody you know when you walk in every day and also that person knows what you look like and how you're responding so they can tell if something's good or bad without like you having different from yeah. one day to another yeah so yeah. it's kind of like for her to know me and me to know her is part of the comfort that you get excellent and uh, what else was part of the preparation yeah. for that surgery? What what all did you go through? The surgery or the treatment? Both, actually. Okay. Um, the surgery was, I went to the emergency room. They they said the mass was quite, um, I believe the word they said, impressive, which mm -hmm. is not really a word you want to hear from your doctor. <laughs> no, not really. Um, and so that sort of all happened. I was in the hospital for about a week. So, so it sounds of, like that happened yeah. very fast. Yeah. So that went from kind of, you have a small mass, we're going to take it out through, you know, not an invasive surgery to full hysterectomy, 12-inch incision oh, that wow. is... Um, goes kind of across my entire body. But um, so that was the surgery. And then about basically I went home, kind of recovered from the surgery. And then two weeks later went in and started getting the counsel of you do have cancer. The good news is we think we got it all, but now you're we want you to go through preventative chemo. Sure. Here's sort of the process. Mm -hmm. Then about a week later, I went back into the doctor's office and almost, like I said, it's almost like a chemo 101, like literally got this amazing binder that was like, here is everything you need to know from here's the diet you should have, here's the where you should get wigs, here's sort of the process, here's a calendar. Wow. So that, all that information in yeah. one place. So that was even before the first day I stepped into the um, infusion center and met Kelly. Mm -hmm. Um but then once I met Kelly, she became sort of my binder addition, and she was sort of the person that sort of helped me walk through each treatment and mm -hmm. talked me through it. So, uh, Kelly, as, as, a, as a nurse navigator, what is it like building that relationship with a, each patient that comes through the program? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, I think we build really close relationships with our patients. They almost become like family because um, we, you know, we see them you know, weekly, sometimes even multiple times a week. Um, so it's great to kind of help them through that journey from the beginning to the end. Now, Stacy's case was a little unusual because you came in and they had the unexpected discovery of that large mass that you were talking about. But in a typical scenario, Kelly, how long does it take for a new cancer patient to sort of get into the nurse navigator program and get that started? I would say usually a good it just kind of depends. Different cancers take longer to diagnose, but a couple of weeks just to kind of get the biop, you know, see the doctor, get biopsies and kind of get diagnosed. Um, so it usually takes a week or two before they, you know, finally make it to the infusion room to start actual treatment. Mm -hmm. So you have to get drugs pre-started and go through insurance and stuff. Gotcha. 
so Stacy, the um, the whole nurse relationship. Mm-hmm. How did that affect your treatment and your recovery? Um, I mean, it's so funny because I always say my favorite day of my treatment was actually the day I went in to have the treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's when you're going through treatment, it's isolating because. Um, a, you can't be around a lot of people because your immunity goes down, right. but also you don't feel good. And mm-hmm. so being around people that don't know what you're going through is exhausting because you're constantly trying to make them feel better mm-hmm. because it's hard for them to see people they love in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but the days I would go have treatment were relaxing. They were um, going in and being able to talk to somebody that isn't going to make you make them feel better. Mm -hmm. They were the person that I could talk to and tell them really how I felt. And they were there. And they gave me warm blankets when I was cold. They gave me water when I was thirsty. They talked to me about my symptoms and they understood them. Whereas having that conversation with my husband or my sister or my coworkers, they don't want to hear about it. I know they do, but they don't. You know do. what I mean? Yeah, so they're, they're, the relationship with the nurse is just, it is the best support you can get during that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's difficult because, I mean, you know, having been a caregiver myself for someone who's been laid up for a long time, you you do care about the person, but it also, it, it can wear on you yes. in, a, in a way too. Yep. So tell me about the recovery. After you were done with the chemo, how did you start to bounce back? It's just, you know, the way I always describe going through chemo is every treatment, you're getting older and older. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm 48 years old, and by the time I was done with chemo, I felt like I was a 90-year-old because you're weak and you're tired and you just want to sleep, and going up the stairs is hard. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and in the midst of it, you have all these physical changes that have happened as well. So for me, once the treatment was done, it's every day I felt a day younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint and I think that's the the thing that you have to remember as you're going through it is it takes time to get the cancer out of you and it takes time to rebuild afterwards. So I mean, every day I tried to live in sort of relative to the last. It's not about how did I feel 6 months ago, it's how did I feel an hour ago? How did I feel a day ago and if I was better, then I felt like I was making progress. Excellent. Now, you had genetic counseling Mm -hmm. while you were going through the program as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So that was interesting because for me, why me? Why did I get cancer? Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort. I know everybody has to feel that way. You're like, I'm a good person. I've done all these things to try to make the world a better place. And I'm going to get cancer? Like, what the heck? So for me, it was, how did I get cancer? What did it come from? And so as part of my treatment, they they let you meet with a genetic counselor, um, and they take the blood, and it helps figure out if it's related to your history, is it related to environment, et cetera. And so for me, I was able to find out that this is actually something that I got from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, um, it's a rare gene that now we can prevent me getting any other types of cancers, as well as keep my sisters and my daughter safe in the future. That's excellent. Kelly, is that a common outcome for people who go through the genetic counseling? Yeah, I feel like with, with genetic counseling, I mean, there's a, a variety of different outcomes, but I feel like that is pretty, you know, a common one. Um, they're, they're finding all sorts of new things every day 
genetically related to cancer. So it's a very interesting, evolving thing that they're doing. Excellent. Kelly, tell us a little bit about the bell that hangs by the door in each of the TriHealth Cancer Institute locations. We have a bell. Um, we have our patients, when they finish their last treatment, um, they get to ring the bell. We have a, a little poem under our bell, and it, it says, ring this bell three times well. It's told to clearly say, my treatment's done, this course is run, and I am on my way. And even for our patients who may not be completing treatment altogether, we will let them ring the bell for certain milestones, like we I finished with this drug or, you know, they've celebrated another birthday they've made it another year through treatment and they get to ring that bell. Um, then we'll all kind of clap and cheer and celebrate. Um, and it's, it's, it becomes a very emotional moment um, for patients. I think, you know, that their whole treatment builds up to, you know, you hear other people ringing that bell and, you know, when am I going to get to do that? So I, a lot of people end up, you know, very cheerful. It becomes emotional for the patient and, and their family. And sometimes for us to watch somebody, you know, that, that's kind of had a rough time getting through treatment and they're, they finally get to a point when they're done. So it's it's a pretty special experience. Stacy, you're nodding your head very vigorously mm-hmm. over here. What was it like for you to ring that bell? Uh, I mean, you have, you know, I had six treatments. And so every day, every three weeks you go in and, you know, at the first one, you're like five more. At the second one, you're like, you know, okay, you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it is, it, all you're waiting for is to get through this. And yeah. so to have that moment where you finally get to walk up there and ring that bell, um, it just, I can't even describe it. Um, it's, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know the words other than um, it's freeing because you finally get to start your life again. Because while you are going through cancer, when you have cancer and when you're going through chemo, you are on hold. Mm-hmm. You put birthdays on hold. You put life on hold because you're living in three week in- increments. Right. Because once Between you start, the minute you start feeling better, you go back in and you have to start over again. Mm-hmm. So when you ring that bell you get to start your life again. That had to be very liberating for you. Yep. All right. Well, Kelly, Stacy, thank you so much for being with us on the program today. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Talk by TriHealth, where leading local care professionals help you to stay up to date on proactive health care strategies and to live a healthier lifestyle. New episodes of Health Talk by TriHealth are released on the first Tuesday of every month. I hope you'll join us next time. You can listen to Health Talk online at tryhealth.com or search for Health Talk by TriHealth on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, or your favorite podcast source. This is Tom Tumbush. Thanks for listening. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It should not be relied upon to make a diagnosis or for treatment purposes. And this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. Please consult your healthcare provider or contact TriHealth to make an appointment if medical attention is needed. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals interviewed and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of TriHealth or any of its affiliates. This podcast is the copyrighted work of TriHealth, which owns the exclusive rights thereto. Unauthorized use, copying, and dissemination are illegal. Copyright 2020. TriHealth. All rights reserved.